0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Earth under siege. Man's war against nature is a war against himself. On that theme, first headline. Clouds are carrying drug-resistant bacteria, new study finds. That's from sciencealert.com. That doesn't sound good, does it? From the reporter, from a team of Canadian and French researchers, dark clouds on the horizon are potentially ominous, not because they signal an approaching storm, but because they were found in a recent study to carry drug-resistant bacteria over long distances at high altitudes. The report continues, the discovery was published in last month's edition of the journal Science of the total environment. An analysis of the retrieved mist revealed that they contained between 330 to more than 30,000 bacteria per millimeter of cloud water for an average of around 8,000 bacteria per millimeter. They also identified 29 subtypes of antibiotic-resistant genes in the bacteria. Atmospheric monitoring, they say, could help pinpoint the source's of drug-resistant bacteria. Question. What's the full spectrum of toxic elements that are floating around in our breathable air column? Where are all these harmful elements originating from? What's a primary source? Stay tuned for more puzzle pieces and decide for yourself. Let's keep going. New from the UK Guardian. Fungal attacks threaten global food supply, say experts. That's one headline. Let's keep going with another headline from multiple sources. Here it is. Climate crisis is exacerbating damage caused by crop-destroying fungi, risking global health catastrophe. From that report, fast-rising fungal attacks on the world's most important crops threaten the planet's future food supply, scientists have said, warning that failing to tackle fungal pathogens could lead to, quote, a global health catastrophe. The report then says, Fungi are already, by far, the biggest destroyer of crops. They are highly resilient and can travel long distances on the wind. Their airborne spores can travel between continents. In regard to that statement the report just made, that fungi are the biggest destroyer of crops, What is the? what are the core factors that are fueling this explosion of fungi? Starting with the saturating... Of our atmosphere with sun blocking fungal carrying platforms that are the particulates related to climate engineering operations. Those are platforms that are very, very well suited for fungal proliferation. Keep that in mind. I'm going to continue with this theme, connect the dots. The report then states, quote, the imminent threat here is not about zombies, but about global starvation. That's a direct quote from the report. That being said, the report then stated this quote, The scientists said there was also a risk that global heating would increase the heat tolerance of fungi, raising the possibility of them hopping to hosts to infect warm blooded animals and humans. That sounds a bit more ominous, doesn't it? Given the fact that the planet is superheating, with climate engineering further fueling the overall fire, along with blocking direct sunlight and filling the atmosphere. With climate engineering, nanoparticles that are exceptional platforms for fungal proliferation. And about that blocking direct sunlight part I just mentioned, direct sunlight in so many cases is very effective at killing undesirable microbial elements, including fungi. And now we have global dimming, the stated goal of solar radiation management operations. For those that don't yet realize it, Starvation on an unthinkable scale isn't just coming, it's already begun, and it will accelerate rapidly from here on out. Again, for the record, the officially stated specific objective of climate engineering is to fill the Earth's skies with sun-blocking particles, a.k.a. solar radiation management. The endless list of consequences from doing so and every so-called science report on the subject are either never considered or too... Actually a part of the hidden agenda With all that in mind consider that Annual dispersions of tens of millions of tons of atmospheric nanoparticles create a virtual breeding ground, again, for bacterial and fungal everything. And in the end, every life form, no exceptions, gets to inhale and absorb the combination of toxic heavy metal and polymer nanoparticles that are the fallout from climate engineering operations, along with whatever forms of bacterial and fungal everything that has either hitched a ride on the particles or was possibly Part of the mix to begin with. You decide. Here's a quick rundown for our new radio listeners. We have 22 stations around the country. Often, new listeners are not sure exactly what we're talking about on this broadcast, but much of what we cover is about what you see in our skies. Those are not condensation trails, those are sprayed particulate dispersions, part of climate engineering operations. We're not speculating. We have film footage of these aircraft at altitude, nozzles visible, turning on and off. We have hundreds of lab tests from around the country, others from around the world that prove climate engineering elements are coming down in our precipitation, in our air column, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene, all of it toxic. Individually, when you mix it all together, toxicity goes exponential, has all the other factors already covered in this broadcast, the other downstream factors with microbial activity that's very detrimental to everything and we're pointing out all the things that the science community isn't telling us about solar radiation management operations and we have the entire global so-called science community stating that they want to immediately put jets in the sky to spray particles exactly like what i've described here exactly like what all our testing documentation film footage proves is Already occurring and has been for 75 plus years, but the so called science community continues to pretend that we're not really seeing what we're seeing. It's just a proposal that they could, may, might do someday if things get bad enough. Decide for yourself who's telling the truth and who's not. From AccuWeather, how can rain make your allergies worse? Here's my question What is it in the rain that makes it so bad for our breathing? Exactly the opposite of what should occur. Here's a start. Check the just-posted video on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. The title is Magnetic Rain. Look at the video. It's only four minutes long. Decide for yourself by what you can see in this short video with your own eyes. For the record, Geoengineering Watch has directly conducted or been involved with, as I just stated, hundreds of rain tests from all over the country over many years. And virtually every test has been contaminated to various degrees, With climate engineering elements, some contaminated to an astounding degree. There's more. Our planet is now completely contaminated with what's known as PFAS forever chemicals, including the clouds, on top of everything else that the clouds are contaminated with that I just covered. PFAS chemicals are a category of over 5,000 chemicals that don't break down in the environment. And since we now know we're eating, drinking, And worst of all, inhaling these chemicals on top of everything else, again, already mentioned. The following question must be asked. Again, where are all these elements coming from? And what are they doing to us? Stay tuned for more. And I want to acknowledge that, of course, I recognize that the human race has been unbelievably bad stewards of planet Earth. Industrial pollution is horrific. We're looting, plundering, pillaging, and polluting the entire planet. But what elephant in this equation is being systematically denied by all official sources and the matrix money printing, bought, sold, and paid for so-called science community that says whatever they're told to say, that tries to convince the population the truth is whatever they say it is, no matter how much what they say contradicts what we can see with our own eyes. Geoengineering jet aircraft, dispersing trails of climate engineering elements, and who knows what else, that linger, spread, and eventually, on so many occasions, cover the entire skyline. What are they spraying? Consider the title of the recent film, Don't Look Up. Because if you do, and you actually begin to investigate, you'll be faced with the truth that precious few are willing to accept no matter how factually verifiable it is. Here's one more not so pleasant fact for the record. A study by Stockholm University and ETH Zurich scientists found that all rainwater on Earth is unsafe to drink due to the levels of PFAS forever chemicals contained in the rain. Every drop of rain on planet Earth and the same long-lasting chemicals have just been found in some of the deepest ocean trenches. It's everywhere and in everything. Over a century and a half ago, a visionary said this, Thank God men cannot fly, lest they would lay waste to the skies as they have done to the earth. That visionary was Henry David Thoreau. For more years than I can remember, his words have echoed through my mind. What Thoreau so deeply feared has long since Come to pass. This is Dane Wiginton with GeoengineeringWatch.org. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial free, non political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Before getting to more breaking headlines, and there are many, here's a quick weather warfare update from the dying forests around my wilderness home on the east side of Lake Shasta in Northern California. We have yet again gone from winter. To summer and back to winter in a bit over a week on so called mostly sunny days when it's hot often and the UV radiation is often brutal and searing. And by the way, this is what is making the interiors of cars heat up so quickly. It makes surfaces heat up very quickly as well because the UV radiation is so penetrating. And now you have climate engineering cover up agencies like the Weather Channel and Weather Central trying to warn the population about how fast their cars are heating up, but they won't say a word about the fact that climate engineering is destroying the ozone layer on which all of our lives depend. That's directly related to the cars heating up so much more rapidly than they did historically, even. The skies are often either completely or partially contaminated with climate engineering filth, even on these mostly sunny days. And it's not just the long visible trails, but the already dispersed and scattered Solar radiation management particles, hazy, filthy, fuzzy skies. And it seems almost none even remember, let alone miss, our once deep blue skies. Film footage, even in advertisement commercials on TV, the backgrounds now are almost always non blue skies. Gray, hazy, lifeless, no vivid colors just overcast skies. They want us to be used to that. They want us to accept it as normal when it's anything but. On the increasing amount of winter weather whiplash, flash cool-down days, when the climate engineers are saturating cloud moisture with chemical ice nucleation elements, the skies are often featureless. Winds are often either non-existent or all at once. There's often a completely unnatural cloud-to-ground haze. At times, it even feels like a dry mist. When we are told it's scheduled to rain, it's often only a constant, cold, rapid drizzle. And about that rapid uniform drizzle, that is typically when condensation nuclei that are being seeded in the clouds are dictating the droplet size. And we have tested that type of precipitation and found climate engineering elements starting with aluminum. And above it all, In my quiet wilderness location, a near constant parade of jets can be heard just above this type of engineered cloud canopy. And another unpleasant footnote, there's an increasingly noticeable industrial odor of sorts, not what should be with so-called atmospheric cleansing rain. It's anything but that now. It's just adding far more toxins to the atmosphere, to the soils, to the waters, to every breath we take. Nothing in the planetary asylum is what it should be. While so many Americans continue to be subjected to off and on temperature whiplash chemical cooldowns, so much of the rest of the world is experiencing conditions that are completely different. Meltdown conditions, even in the Northern Hemisphere, even in April and early May. I'll get to that. Moving on, more puzzle pieces. First, let's examine the bigger picture, the wider horizon. From phys.org. 2 trillion tons of greenhouse gases. That's 25 billion nukes of heat. Are we pushing Earth out of the, quote, Goldilocks zone? For those that don't know what the Goldilocks zone is, that is the orbital path of the planet around the sun that is so precise and in just the right trajectory that it allows life to exist on this planet. And there's so many other factors that go with that, of course. The miraculous atmospheric layers, the hydrological cycle, there's so many aspects of this miracle planet, the moon that stabilizes our orbit, I could go on and on and on. And the human race is treating it with unimaginable contempt, and climate engineering being at the top of that list of contemptible activities. But if we mathematically quantify what we're doing to the planet, this is where it comes out. The headline I just read, and let's add to that, almost all of this energy, again, the equivalent of 25 billion nukes, nuclear bombs, equivalent to the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs, of heat are going into the oceans. Question is any wonder we're seeing off-the-chart heating of our seas. Little Boy is the name of the nuclear bomb which destroyed Hiroshima, and again, the energy produced from that detonation, which is equivalent to 15 trillion joules of energy. So to quantify that, this means the effect of humanity's greenhouse gas emissions, according to this study, In a 50-year period, that's between 1970 and 2020, is about 25 billion times the energy emitted by the Hiroshima nuclear bomb. It equates to about seven nuclear bomb detonations per second, every second of every day. But what's missing from this report? What's completely absent? The heat-trapping effect of the climate engineering elements that can temporarily and toxically lower daytime temperatures while trapping nighttime temperatures... While destroying the ozone layer, which is killing plankton, which is reducing atmospheric oxygen content, while killing soils and waters and forests, thus killing trees, which is reducing the cooling effect of the planet, while completely derailing the hydrological cycle all over the globe, creating drought and deluge scenarios, which are the hallmark of climate engineering operations, none of that included in this so-called science report that gives a very dire warning, but it's not dire enough, and it's missing The most core part of the equation, there can be no legitimate discussion about climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost, including climate engineering operations and the engineered surface cooldowns, toxic temporary surface cooldowns that they can and are creating. Again, search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Next from sciencealert.com, a related report and an ongoing and unfolding situation that's very, very dire. Scientists are alarmed as sea surface temperatures hit uncharted territory. And for the record, the term uncharted territory, again, falls far short of just how dire the ocean's superheating and die-off is. Why are the climate engineers allowing the scheduled El Nino event to take place? Because the ocean heat buildup is now so severe it can no longer be hidden by manipulating atmospheric air currents and thus ocean currents. Keeping an eye on our seas and their fate is advised, because the fate of the seas will very soon determine our own fate. The Science Alert report continues with this. Researchers fear that such an anomalously large deviation from previous temperatures would indicate our oceans have reached the limits of their heat-absorbing capacity. This would be, they say, extremely bad, given our oceans have so far absorbed over 90% of the excess heat we've pumped into our climate systems And what's the final conclusion of the report? That the -the off-the-charts ocean heat buildup is happening far sooner than all the science communities formerly predicted. Question, do you believe they didn't have a clue this was coming at such blinding speed? GeoengineeringWatch.org knew and has been sounding the alarm at the top of our lungs for 15 years. Are we to believe that the whole of the so-called science community had it all wrong? Or, rather, the controllers of the Matrix control the flow of information and they don't want populations to panic until the last possible moment while in the meantime the predator parasite class continues they're all out loot plunder pillage and pollute assault against the planet what will be their likely final option when they run out of other options global conflict a nuclear exchange perhaps is their last desperate act to put enough toxic filth in the atmosphere to slow the now runaway climate collapse that's occurring on our planet, a runaway meltdown. We are in what's called Venus Syndrome. If you don't know what that is, please search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome and read that report. Very sobering. But wait, the world can't be melting down. Southern California just got snow in May. From ABC News, up to a foot of snow forecast in parts of Southern California days after record heat wave. That makes sense, doesn't it? Record heat, record cold, record heat, record cold, back and forth, back and forth. We live in an asylum. Anybody who thinks that this is normal and not part of the total disruption of our climate from the covert, although unbelievably obvious, climate engineering operations. The San Gabriel Mountains, the report says, are expected to get the most snow with accumulations of up to 14 inches. Wind gusts high size 45 to 50 miles per hour in the forecast. The wind is always accompanying these engineered winter weather events now because that enhances the endothermic properties of the chemical ice nucleating elements we increasingly see wind associated with the chemical cool downs report then says the winter weather comes just days after large parts of the west coast experience a heat wave with record high temperatures i grew up in the san gabriel mountains at the base of them this would be unheard of this much snow in may absolutely unheard of. And in a planet in meltdown with countries all over the globe recording some of their highest temperatures ever, even in the Northern Hemisphere, and it's only late April and May, the country that has the biggest military by far, the United States with a military that's bigger than the next 10 biggest militaries combined, is chemically cooling its population to keep them oblivious to what's unfolding until the last possible moment. And the jet stream pattern over North America is well beyond unprecedented and alarming. It's unbelievable how completely the climate engineers can manipulate upper-level wind currents by manipulating atmospheric pressure zones with technology that is proven and not disputed, like ionosphere heaters such as HARP in Alaska. Continuing from many sources, forecasters say 2023 will be, quote, a very active hurricane season. This is... The scheduled weather. For those that don't know from earlier broadcast, as I've stated, all the weather modeling for the Nation's Weathermen, National Weather Service, and NOAA, both agencies have a, an illegal federal gag order on them, which should be a massive red flag. Their modeling is done by private defense contractors Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. Both agencies, both entities are neck deep in climate engineering patents and operations. So they, of course, must pass down the scheduled weather all the way down the chain, all the way through the nation's weathermen, all the way down to the local meteorologist. So again, when you hear a forecast, that's the scheduled weather. And all too often now, some agencies don't get the new schedule. So you see weather, quote, forecasts that are all over the board. As the climate engineers alter their operations, changing them by the day and thus altering the weather and not getting the scripts out fast enough to all those down the chain that do and say whatever they're told for a paycheck and a pension. This report on hurricane season states this. The good news this year is that fewer hurricane landfalls are expected compared to 2017. How would they have any idea about that? How in the world would they have any idea unless they plan on using the ground-based frequency transmitters that can repel such storms and often are used not to repel them but to steer them into various land locations. How would they know unless that's part of the schedule? If you don't believe hurricanes can be steered, please search geoengineeringwatch.org. Hurricanes, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Maria, Hurricane Michael. You can see the actual recordings of these transmitters steering the storms. View it. Decide for yourself. Next headline... From AccuWeather, U.S. summer weather, AccuWeather breaks down the 2023 forecast from that report. Our team has concerns about July, which can feature many high-impact events like severe weather, wildfires, significant drought, and flooding. They continue. A two-sided summer is in the cards for most of the Midwest and Northeast this year, with the weather patterns expected to completely flip part of the way through the season weather whiplash. The pendulum swings back and forth. Search this geoengineering watch report. Geoengineering is creating freeze-fry extremes. That's exactly what this is. They're reading a script just like the hurricane season so-called forecasters. This report continues. The interior northwest and northern Rockies... We'll have brief warm-ups early in summer, but the heat will really turn up during the second half of July. As a result, the cooling demand is predicted to be much higher across the Northwest than in California, Southern Nevada, Utah, and Arizona compared to historical averages. Again, this is the scheduled weather. How often can the local script-reading meteorologist not predict what's going to happen the next day because he doesn't know what the weather makers are going to schedule or do or change? And now we have these people telling us what's going to happen months in advance. At least that's the schedule for the moment. Moving on. Next headline from multiple sources. Extreme weather shocks cutting food productivity. From that report, climate-related hazards have become more common, disrupting the supply of crops, meat, and fish. The report continues. Global food supplies increased dramatically in the last century, but ongoing climate change has begun to slow that growth, reducing the gains that would have been expected without climate change. Again, there is no legitimate discussion about climate, anything from any perspective, without acknowledging the climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare element in the equation. And that is not a denial of all the other forms of human damage to the planet. Not denying that, never have. Huge part of the equation. We're going through 100 million barrels of carbon fuel a day. We're cutting down forests. We're paving the planet. We're poisoning the oceans. Where would I start? But there is no legitimate discussion about the state of climate, anything without addressing climate engineering first and foremost. And isn't it disturbing, alarming, infuriating how many so-called environmental groups there are that will not mention this issue or will attack anybody who attempts to? Total hypocrisy. From FARC.com, this, from this week, beef tenderized by massive hail in Texas. Question, is this headline supposed to be humorous? that poor helpless cows are being battered by massive hailstones that are a direct result of chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding operations. And what are the massive hail balls doing to the rest of the web of life? Not to mention that the ice balls also contain toxic ice nucleating elements. Again, search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. You'll be shocked at the information and the images. From the other side of the world, the same. This headline from this week, Massive Hailstorm in Wellington. New Zealand. Again, this is engineering surface cool down. Search the engineering winter section, homepage geoengineeringwatch.org. Next from UK Guardian. UN Climate Summit to consider health issues in depth for the first time. This report then says the climate crisis is likely to place further burdens on already overstretched global health systems. It states that the next conference, COP28, the president will dedicate a full day to health that's going to be in November by the way no it's not just the warming climate it's what's being dumped into that climate system from geoengineering jets all over the world from governments that are actively or passively participating without their population's knowledge or consent in a global experiment from which there is no return and those that control the printing of the money felt that they were gods that they could intervene in the climate system and control it for their benefit indefinitely. And they and us, all of us, are about to find out the hard way how wrong they were as we reap the seeds that they have now sown. There's no turning back. From theconversation.com, this, how shading crops with solar panels can improve farming, lower food costs and reduce emissions. They say the practice of growing crops in protected shadows of solar panels is called agrivoltaic farming. What a brilliant idea. How are you going to, plow that field with solar panels erected all over it. It's, just, it's total lunacy. The so-called science community that wants to put tarps over Greenland and Antarctica and the Arctic and, and put Brazil-sized balloons in the atmosphere and, and space mirrors and build undersea walls to hold up glaciers that are thousands of miles of shoreline long. its It's complete insanity. This is the so-called science community that their job, their task is to say anything they need to, to a population that's all too willing to gulp it down in order to pacify them until the last possible moment, no matter how preposterous their proposals are. And they are. Question, how many, even now, at this late hour, still tell themselves that the criminal cartel masquerading as our government are here to protect us and to preserve a future for our posterity? Any such notion is completely disconnected from reality. Pressing on from the Weather Channel. This headline from this week. Stuck atmospheric low-pressure zones smashed May records for pressure in northeast snowfall in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. They say a blocking pattern in the atmosphere kept this strong storm in place. A stuck storm shattered monthly pressure and snowfall records. May low-pressure records were toppled. This is, again, engineering winter. They create a headline that they sensationalize of this record snow. And so many people, even if they're in... Regions that are droughted out and baking they see this and they think oh it can't be that bad It's cold somewhere this chemically nucleated frozen material And the fact that they can do this is not Speculation it's not theory or hypothesis. It's a matter of record search Chinese scientists engineer Snowstorm, you'll find Fox News covered popular science MSNBC ABC all of them But yet if you mention that here in the so-called land of the free and home of the brave You're treated like a pariah for questioning our government. This isn't the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's anything but. And for the blind, mindless flag wavers that say, love it or leave. No, I'm staying. This is my home. In the words of Mark Twain, in the beginning of change, the patriot, the true patriot is brave and scarce, hated, and scorned. But in the end, when his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. Blindly waving your flag around doesn't make you a patriot in any sense that matters. From Fox News, this also follow-up, Michigan Upper Peninsula winter storm smashing snowfall records. Again, that's the kind of headlines that climate engineers absolutely relish. Then this cool and wet conditions return to California. That's part of the winter weather whiplash from record heat to more snow back to record heat. It's happening all over the world. In fact, in this particular headline, they mention my hometown, Redding, California, where highs were in the 90s for four days in a row. And now the temperatures are in the 50s again, even as we head further towards summer. From USA Today, spring ocean temperatures are shockingly hot around the globe. Scientists aren't sure what happens next. Now, they never are, are they? They're paid not to know. Global sea surface temperatures, they say, rose sharply in March and continued to rise during much of April. And oceanographers and climate scientists are watching with trepidation. Sea surface temperatures rose to a higher level than ever observed for the same period of time. This doesn't alarm you, it should. The oceans are dying by the day, converting to what's called Canfield Oceans. Superheated, lifeless, stratified, oxygenless, dead zones. Oceans die, we die. Very simple. Happening very, very quickly. It's not counting the ozone layer. Another extinction event. Forests are dying all over the globe. Wildlife, oxygen level, plummeting, atmospheric oxygen level because we're losing the plankton. They've already crashed, in fact. Same with forests. They're not releasing oxygen. We are in a darker corner than most dare to imagine. From CBC Canada, this headline from this week, record-breaking high temperatures hit southern northwest territories. The report states, as the last of the risk of flooding flows away, residents may have another issue to deal with, record-breaking high temperatures. Concerns will soon turn toward the risk of wildfires. They already know what's coming. So we go from, again, record cold to record hot, back and forth. Where are we heading ultimately? We're heading... Toward what's called the cloud tipping point. At an atmospheric CO2 equivalent of 1,200 parts per million, we're already over 800 when methane and nitrous oxide are considered in the equation. No clouds, no life on Earth. Very simple. The cloud tipping point. More on that, I hope, on the next broadcast. From GQ Magazine, this Adapt or Die Jim Bendel's Radical Vision to Survive the Climate Crisis. The GQ report states the founder of the Deep Adaptation Movement, which predicts that climate change will lead to nothing less than social collapse, has divided climate scientists and supercharged protest movements. Critics call him a doomsayer. Others say he's the only one acknowledging the truth. Really. Deep adaptation, the report says, is an agenda and framework for responding to the potential probable or inevitable collapse of industrial consumer societies due to direct and indirect impacts of human-caused climate change and environmental degradation. There's no if, there's no and, there's no but. It's not a could, may, might equation. It's a given. Again, we're back to the equation. If you have a car going 100 miles an hour, five feet from impact into a concrete wall, you know it's going to hit. It doesn't matter how hard you put the brakes on, and that is our equation. We are through the guardrail. And so-called experts like this still have not mentioned the climate engineering elephant in the equation. We live in a virtual asylum. And again, for the record, Mr. Bindell, you are not the only one to sound the alarm, and you're sounding of the alarm is not adequate enough. Collapse is certain, it's inevitable, and if we don't change course soon, nothing will get through what's coming. But wait, if things are that bad, surely those that are already concerned about the climate will join the fight to change our current trajectory, right? Not so much. New from the UK Guardian, this headline from this week, many Europeans want climate action, they won't admit to climate engineering, but less so if it changes their lifestyle shows new poll. A new survey suggests the more global warming mitigation measures would change their lifestyle, the less citizens support it. The responses from the UK, France, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, Spain, and Italy suggest many people were happy with the measures that would not really affect their way of life, but bigger steps that may be necessary weren't popular. Why is that no surprise? Summary, yeah, they want to help so long as it doesn't cost them anything or alter anything in their personal paradigm or personal pursuit of pleasure. What kind of moral depravity is that? Let's add to that from Earth Justice, one of the many so called environmental organizations that are, in fact, agencies of total hypocrisy. They're more concerned about protecting their nonprofit status than admitting to and fighting against the single most environmentally destructive human activity of all. Climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. Sorry about the rant. Needed to be said. Anyway, here's the headline from Earth Justice. California leads nation on protections from truck and rail pollution with new zero-emission standards. Two new rules, they say, from California will shift all truck sales and all locomotives operating in California to zero emissions, delivering, they say, a staggering $58 billion in health benefits to Californians. So there you have it from Earth Justice. Not only total hypocrisy, but total delusion. The kind of delusion that has helped to deliver us all to this dark place we now find ourselves in. That diesel trucks and trains can do what they're doing now on battery power, charged up by a nuclear nightmare power plant or a coal fired power plant, or from so called renewable energy that isn't. The Earth Justice Report then states this: Paul Court, Director of Earth Justice 's right to Zero campaign, said quote diesel trucks are the worst polluters on our roads, pumping out an especially harmful form of air pollution into communities living in the shadow of ports and freeways. This new truck rule, Mr. Court says, will have profound health and economic benefits, not just here but in every other state that adopts these clean air protections. I hope someone Will email Mr. Court a link to the renewable energy industry expose titled Planet of the Humans, along with a link to the geoengineeringwatch.org groundbreaking documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming. And let so called Earth Justice ponder all of that. Unbelievable hypocrisy from people who like to pretend they're telling the truth when they're absolutely not. From BuffaloNews.com, New York. To become the first US state to ban fossil fuels in most new buildings. More insanity. This is just like the Earth Justice scenario where you can't use gas to cook or anything else. New York residents will be forced to use electric appliances that get their electricity often from, again, a nuclear power plant or a coal fired power plant. How much sense does any of this make? And no, there is no magic renewable energy source. There's only the facade of it. And behind the curtain, there's third world countries being strip mined by slave laborers, all too often children, to create the batteries for the so-called green cars, green vehicles. I have to add this caveat, which I'm forced to always include as I get misquoted as promoting carbon-based fuels, which is absolutely not true. Ultimately, so-called green energy is at best a carbon fuel extender, nothing more. All of it, Including carbon fuels themselves and everything involved in that category is killing us along with the entire web of life And by just criticizing so-called green energy and carbon fuels I can expect the usual messages from those who angrily tell me that unless I have a magic solution I shouldn't be allowed to point out what is killing us. What kind of logic is that unless there's a magic solution We should just ignore the problem Until we hit the wall at full velocity That's the kind of thinking That's been drilled into so-called civilized societies since birth. And here's more of it. New from MSN.com this week. Electric vehicles will cut oil demand by 5 million barrels a day as soon as 2030. Total Pollyanna. will never make it that far under any scenario. And all those electric vehicles require rare earth elements that are causing the complete disintegration of environments in many third-world countries as slave labor, including child labor, strip mines their landscapes. Covered that in previous broadcast. This is all total, last-hour, pacified populations until the brutal, bitter end. Fiction. That's what this kind of headline is. For many sources, this. How can we adapt to climate change? Question mark. That's from this week. If anyone makes it through what's coming, those that survive if they haven't learned by now that the only way they can continue surviving on this planet is to live with nature and not to fight against nature. Man's war against nature is a war against himself, period. I would gladly, in a moment, embrace living in teepees and eating acorns. If I could live on a healthy planet, I would do it in a millisecond, gladly. Another from the UK Guardian Yes, the climate crisis is raising your grocery bills, the report says. That's from this week. Droughts, fires, floods, heat waves, they're all contributing to our supply chain problems and brutal inflation. The report continues, climate-driven extreme weather and disasters are now more frequently responsible for production shortages. Large-scale solutions that align market forces with society's goals can mobilize investment and action to reduce climate pollution. And, the report says, advance a just transition to clean energy and support consumers and communities. And we'll all live happily ever after. Magic perpetual consumption, looting, pillaging, and plundering, a finite planet with finite resources. How's that working out so far? We are perilously close to impact at full velocity, and even now, almost none have any idea whatsoever of what's about to befall them. Then there's this from theconversation.com, the thinking error that makes people susceptible to climate change denial. They say dichotomous thinking and failing to examine the gray area. They then say, as humanity faces the challenges of global warming, we need to use all our cognitive resources. Recognizing the thinking error at the root of climate change denial could disarm objections to climate research and make the science the basis of our effort to preserve a hospitable environment for our future. What total nonsense from so-called psychologists that need therapy themselves The same ones that will not acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in this equation that is disabling the planet's ability to respond to all the damage done. And these are the so-called experts that we're supposed to not question. We live in asylum. Sorry if I seem jaded and angry. It's only because I am and why wouldn't I be? You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 404, May 6th. This is Dane Wiginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 22 a.m. and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the Recent Column geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm on that subject if you're on our email list please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to spam files please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary the dimming which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities now with almost 1.5 million views on youtube The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube channel of the dimming or global alert news or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. And how do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. Very high quality printed materials with shocking images, a picture's worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. And we pass these printed materials on for less than our overall total cost of printing and distributing. Our only goal to get them into circulation as fast as possible. We have also Geoengineering Watch hoodies and shirts. Very high-quality four-color images on both sides. Very striking image, military jet tanker descending down over the planet. Spring, a dimming sun is in the background. You can see these shirts on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Here's the bottom line. There is no magic silver bullet to win this battle. The only way forward in this fight is to reach that critical mass of awareness, and that will take absolutely all of us. This battle is a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet alter the equation. And I want to express my deepest gratitude to all those that are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for input on how to make your voice heard. Again, if we could expose and halt the climate engineering operations and allow the planet to respond on its own to the damage already done. Stop the weather warfare. We would at least buy time. And that's worth fighting for. Moving on from the Washington Post what an ominous surge in ocean temperatures means for the planet. Continuation of that story, a rapid surge in global ocean temperatures in recent months is raising a specter of climate pattern shift that could accelerate planetary warming and supercharge trends that are already fueling extreme storms, deadly heat waves, and ecological crisis on land and sea. There's no question in this equation it will wreak havoc on the planet. And again, with this article or any other related to the climate in any way, shape, or form. It is not legitimate without including and addressing the climate intervention element in this equation. The article finishes with this. Warming is likely irreversible in this century. I don't have words for that statement. That any so-called scientist could even make that statement. That's like saying, again, as you fly through the guardrail and are sailing through the air in your car, Thelma and Louise moment, you may not be able to put it in reverse and back up at that point. Do we need scientists to tell us that? No, it's not reversible. You could shut all forms of human activity off right now, including climate engineering, and the warming will continue to accelerate. You can't just turn it off. And that's what so many are refusing to face. We have painted ourselves into an unimaginably dark corner. New from the UK Guardian. Life in Ocean's twilight zone could disappear amid warming seas. No could, no may, no might. It is disappearing. The Guardian report then states less food is falling to dimly lit waters, home to specially adapted marine life. But, they say, emissions cuts would stem decline. No, too late. We're back to the Thelma and Louise moment, through the guardrail, flying through the air, and scientists, so-called scientists, saying, put a new set of the tires in the car, you'll be fine. Too late. The human race has committed themselves to the ride to the bottom of the canyon. The question that remains, will anyone survive the trip? New from MSN.com, alarming phenomenon wreaks havoc on Florida beaches. Water looks like root beer and smells like dead fish. That's because there are dead fish everywhere. Oceans are dying. New from CNN, record-breaking blob of smelly seaweed is arriving in Key West, and tourists aren't happy about it. It's not just smelly seaweed. This sargassum algae emits hydrogen sulfide, highly toxic. From the Bangkok Post, this headline, Stinky Seaweed Plagues French Caribbean Beaches, It's Everywhere. The oceans are dying. This is just the beginning. From NewsMongabay.com, quote, Alarming heat wave threatens Bangladesh's people and their food supply. Of course it threatens their food supply. The formerly stable climate of about the last 10,000 years, more stable than an Earth's geologic past, has allowed the human race to explode all over the planet. But that era is over. It's called the Anthropocene Era. Should be called the Anthropocene Apocalypse at this point. From insideclimatenews.com, an agricultural drought in East Africa was caused by climate change, scientists find. Again, more deception. You cannot legitimately discuss the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering factor, which is the single greatest drought causing factor, period, inarguably, scientifically. The report states the drought has pushed millions of people into famine or famine like conditions and killed millions of animals. In regard to the drought causing impacts of climate engineering operations, please search engineered drought catastrophe target California. Presentation I did 10 years ago stating what would happen in California if the climate engineering operations were allowed to continue. And that's exactly what happened until this year when the deluge of toxic precipitation. Was put into the equation, and that's not going to save anything. It's not going to help our food supplies or our forests. Toxic rain kills soil microbiome. It's only accelerating the die off. Next, from Politico.com Europe's next crisis water. This report states the continent is bracing for yet another drought after a winter with little rain and snow. It's barely spring, and Europe is already running dry. A report from the Spanish Farmers Association, the COAG, stated that some cereals needed to be, quote, written off across four entire regions this year. One expert stated, quote, say goodbye to almost the entire olive harvest. For the record, that's where the largest olive export comes from, Spain. Flash droughts, flash floods, flash freezes, massive hailstorms, climate engineering, is targeting agricultural regions, control the food supplies, you control populations, connect the dots. But again, for the record, I want to make crystal clear that I am not saying climate engineering is our only problem. We could stop it tomorrow and we still face imminent collapse. We have decimated the planet from countless forms of human activity. It's not a this or that equation, it's a this and that equation. Weather warfare is being used with an already highly damaged planetary life support system. It simply throws gas on the fire. It accelerates the sprint to the bottom of the canyon, and that's where we're headed. In regard to polluting the entire planet with PFAS forever chemicals, there's more reports I wanted to get to. I don't have time now on this broadcast. I'm out of time. This is an on-air broadcast. But... Bottom line, PFAS chemicals, endocrine disruptors from the New York Post stating causing obesity in children as well as an uptick in pediatric cancers. That's from the New York Post, from sciencealert.com as well. And as I stated earlier in this broadcast... Every bit of rain on our entire planet is contaminated with PFAS Forever chemicals. We're living in a toxic fishbowl. How long do we think we can live? And that's on top of the fact the planet's basic life support systems are completely collapsing. Here's an example headline from this week from multiple sources. Robot finds more trouble under the Doomsday Glacier. From that report, underneath thousands of feet of Thwaites Glacier solid ice, a robot filmed particular features where melting ice is. Occurring much faster than previously thought. It's an ominous sign for rising sea levels. It goes on and on and on. Everything across the board, every threat is far worse than we were told. And I have stated that at geoenginewatch.org for 15 years that it wasn't as bad as we've been told. It's exponentially worse than we've been told because those in power aren't invested in changing or saving anything. Their only concern is preserving and expanding their power, feeding their addiction until nothing is left. If you can find a satellite photo of Earth taken today and compare it, if you can find an unfiltered photo from the 60s or 70s, it looks like a completely different planet and many of those older folders are being scrubbed offline so people don't find them and don't make this comparison. We have completely altered our planet. It's encased in a toxic cocoon of climate engineering elements and industrial filth. And we are literally killing ourselves by the day. While the concept of modern so-called society is built on the false foundation that technology will always save us from ourselves in the end. Total Delusion. How can we look ourselves in the mirror or our children in the eyes if we don't do everything in our power to stand against this gathering storm and the darkness that has spawned and fueled it? Not just the money printers and all those that directly serve them, but the vast majority of the masses that are all too often still choosing to blindly believe in the matrix cancer so long as they believe doing so will keep their personal paradigm going, even if just a bit longer. All of this is a part of the cancer that has delivered us to this dark hour. Choosing to do what's right solely because it's right, regardless of the consequences, is always the correct path. And yes, friends and family may ostracize you for your courage, for your willingness to face and tell the truth. But as the proverb goes, to thine own self be true. To follow your conscience is to harness the courage to fully face the wider horizon no matter what comes." Nearly 2,000 years ago, the Stoic philosopher Epictetus said this, Whoever is ignorant of who he is and why he was born, and in what kind of a universe and in what kind of society he lives, of what things are good and what evil, of what is fair and what is base, who understands neither discourse nor demonstration, nor what is true from what is false, not being able to distinguish between them. Such a one will neither exert their desires, nor aversions, nor pursuits in accordance with nature. They will neither aim or assent, nor deny, nor suspend their judgment conformably to nature. They will wander up and down, entirely deaf and blind, supposing themselves to be somebody while they are not. Is there anything new In all of this, Epictetus asks, is this ignorance the cause of all the errors that have happened since the dawn of mankind? End quote. What is the point of this 2,000-year-old message from the Stoics? That to diligently study, to properly prioritize, and to follow right moral purpose is essential if one is to find their way, if one is to fulfill their post, at which their Maker has placed them. With each passing day, the world is changing to a degree that too few yet understand and fewer still are willing to face." This must change if we're to have any chance of turning the tide. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific input on how you can help to trigger the landslide of awakening. Consider why you are here and what part you may yet play in this greatest and most meaningful of all dramas, the literal fight for life on Earth. Make your voice heard, share credible data, From a credible source, make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.